Um, shall we turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians in chapter 9 and uh, let us read verses 15 to 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 15 to 17. But I have not used any of these rights and I am not writing this in the hope that you will do such things for me. I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of this boast. Yet when I preach the gospel I cannot boast for I am compelled to preach Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel if I preach voluntarily I have a reward if not voluntarily I am simply discharging the trust committed to me The apostle Paul had a clear vision to preach the gospel he had a great understanding that he was primarily called to preach the gospel very often we assume that the ministry of the preaching of the gospel is only meant for somebody who is called to serve the lord full time somebody who is called as a pastor who is called to be an evangelist or who is called to be an apostle a prophet or somebody who's in uh, uh, quote unquote in ministry and we assume that the rest of us that we are not in ministry but that is um, a wrong understanding we need to understand that god has given us the call to serve him and he has called us to serve him um, not just for the calling is not just for one or two or just for some selected few but the calling to serve the lord in the ministry is for everybody it's not a choice that we make it's a command that the commission that the lord has given to us that we ought to go and preach the gospel and disciple nations that's a calling that god has given to everyone if you are a child of god if you are a disciple of jesus if you say you are a follower of the master and his teachings you and i we have this responsibility that has fallen on us it's a responsibility that has fallen on us that we need to discharge and that is to preach the gospel Oh well you may say I don't know how to preach. I can't stand up behind a pulpit and I can't hold a microphone and I don't know how to preach. I don't know how to prepare a sermon. Yeah, it's not about preaching a, a sermon in a in a service like this or in a in a Christian meeting. It's about sharing the good news of Jesus. It's sharing about what Jesus has done in your life, how he has come into your life. and how he has saved you from sin and given you the hope of eternal life it's talking about who jesus is why he came what he did on this earth and what he has offered to all of us and what happens to us when we put our faith in him that he gives us the forgiveness of sins and the hope of eternal life when we believe in him that is the good news about jesus it is to tell people that jesus loves them it is to tell people that if they come to jesus that Jesus will forgive them of their sins and that's why he died on the cross and rose again from the dead it is to tell people that Jesus can save them from their sins and they don't have to suffer the consequences of their sins and go into eternal damnation in hell it is to tell people that they can be redeemed that they uh, that someone has paid the price for them that they are not lost that they are not hopeless it is to tell people that they could be set free from sickness and curses that has that have come as a result of the fallenness of man as a result of the sins of the past it is to tell people that they could be delivered from the bondages of the devil and is to lead them into deliverance to salvation that is preaching of the gospel it is to deliver this good news this is a responsibility that god has given to every one of us here young or old you might be a student you might be a working person you might be a retired person you might be educated or you may not be so educated you might speak in english you may not speak in english all that does not matter you might know to read and write you may not even know to read and write that does not matter you saw some of those men who literally do not know to read or write at all but are shepherding churches 200 250 people their wives would read the bible for them and they would hear and listen and speak 
and god is doing miracles through them 11 people who have who have been literally mad mind out of their mind have been delivered because some of these kind of men have prayed have had these kind of people uh, come to them and prayed for them and god has delivered them and now they are also serving the lord some mad men are serving jesus amen and look at your neighbor and say you are one of them too hallelujah praise the lord because that's what the world will call you if you serve jesus amen but they are they are mad for christ now they were once literally mad because of the oppression of the evil one but now they are mad for christ amen the word the world would look at us that as if we are mad people They're talking about somebody who came 2000 years ago talking about some kind of a religion of a foreign god which they assume was foreign but god is god over all the earth and he loves everybody he's no foreign to any human being he created every one of them it would look like we are mad people but all that we're doing is rescuing people from hellfire come with me to jude in the last few verses if you read this letter of jude um brother of james the last book is revelation and the one before that is jude and let's read verse 21 keep yourselves in god's love as you wait for the mercy of our lord jesus christ to bring you to eternal life verse 22 and 23 be merciful to those who doubt snatch others from the fire and save them to others show mercy mixed with fear hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh snatch others from the fire be merciful to those who doubt snatch others from the fire and save them there are people who are going to hell fire they're walking towards the road that leads them that takes them to hell fire and by some means god has called us to snatch them from that fire and if and you and i have this responsibility in our hands we have been entrusted with this work of snatching people from the fire ultimately it is simply all about that the danger that they are facing if you would look at a person who is walking and you know that they have not noticed a pit in front of them and you find many of them if you live in india open manholes you know and if you see that that someone who is just walking in front of you who has not noticed that manhole and if they slip into it it's a huge pit and if they fall into it in that dirty dungeon and that watery pit uh, they would die what would you do you would just scream out you would do all that is possible you might run to them to snatch them you might do something you might uh, shout out and alert them so that they will not fall into it that's exactly what we are called to do as children of god yes we can go about doing many things in this world we can be pursuing many dreams and it is good to have great dreams in life for our own selves but the bible talks about dying to ourselves and living for christ hallelujah it's good to have great dreams it's good to pursue success and excel in what we do and to achieve them achieve our great goals in life it's good that we earn money it's needed for our living but if that is all all about our life if that is all about who we are and why we live we have lost the sight of why god has made us and put us into this world we have lost the vision of why god has saved us firstly he has saved us that we may save others hallelujah you are able to see that there is a pit you are able to see there is a hell fire you are able to see that there is a wicked devil that is working in people's lives you are able to see that they are under bondage you are able to see that they are under a curse god has saved us so that we may see that and by knowing that we will snatch them from that fire we will pick them up from that pit we will keep them from falling that's why god has called us and so coming back to first corinthians chapter 9 and verses 15 to 17 the text that we read verse 16 yet when i preach the gospel and i, I cannot boast for i am compelled to preach he says i'm compelled to preach there's a compulsion that 
comes into a, the life of a believer if you are in relationship with god if you are in a fellowship with god and if you are in communion with him and if you have touched his heart if if you have known his heart as you walked with him and if you have related with him if you are in that relationship you know his heart and when you know his heart you know his heartbeat and his heartbeat is for the perishing souls of this world there's one thing that jesus is doing in this world and that is that he is going after the lost souls in this world that's why jesus said i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it the one thing that jesus is doing in this world the one thing that he's establishing in this world is his church and what is church church is a community of disciples church is a family of god church is a household of god church is the body of christ church is the bride of christ church is god's people and he is establishing his church everywhere he is establishing communities of disciples everywhere and that is what you and i have been called to do is to establish a community of disciples either you are a part of a community of disciples and you are working towards building the community of disciples to be like christ or if you are part of this community of disciples you are gathering more people to become part of this community of disciples and that's what jesus is doing he set apart abraham isaac and jacob he called the people and he made up the nation of israel to be his people he set apart a people for himself so that through them the world will know that he is god and they will come to him and then he comes jesus comes and sets apart 12 disciples so that they will assist him in setting apart more people to follow him more people who will become his community his people and today you and i are his disciples we have given that same commission to set apart people to be his disciples amen we can do a lot of things and today anything and everything that people do they assume that it is ministry they assume that they are serving god yes we can do many many things we can do many good things we can feed the poor we can you know uh, uh, we can give education we can bring health care we can bring all kinds of things lot of good things can be done but ultimately all of that should result in building his church into building a community of disciples who will be fully devoted followers of Jesus. Amen. There are a lot of people who do not know Christ also do a lot of good things. But there's a difference between those who do good works in the world and the people of God who do, do good works. The reason why we do good work is that through that people will come to become followers of Jesus people will be saved from their sin saved from eternal damnation in hell saved and brought to the saving knowledge of Jesus that is what Jesus is doing in this world hallelujah he wants us to do the work of a good samaritan yes he wants us to clean the wounds of the wounded he wants us to you know pay for the uh, you know innkeeper and help this wounded man to be uh, taken care of it's good to do the work of a good samaritan and that's what people like great people like mother teresa did but unfortunately many of such people did not lead people to salvation to christ because no other name can save a person from sin and eternal damnation other than the name of jesus we went and visited her as well we said hello to her tomb and came but there was a statement on that wall which said there is love of god found in every religion in every holy book in this world i do doubt whether she really claimed a believe in the supremacy and the sufficiency of the scriptures the holy bible the revealed word of god this is supreme and sufficient for life and godliness and for eternal life and if we say that there is everything is the same and all roads lead to rome it's big question mark if her own soul was saved i'm not here i'm not god to judge whether she went to heaven or not but there's a big question because in the very fundamental aspect of truth you know it's in variance with scriptures thank god for all the good things that was done she took care of lepers 
you know she went to the dying and she got a nobel prize and now she is uh, sent off into heaven pushed by a long pole by the pope into heaven from purgatory and now called a saint but for you and i you are no you are you are no sinner you are a saint while you are on this earth you don't become a saint because some padri or a pope or somebody pushes your soul into heaven and no man on this earth has that power to do that it's a false teaching it's a false religion so don't get too excited about some of those good things that were done good to go good things somebody is helping the poor somebody is taking care of somebody who's sick good wonderful but that is not the end or that's not the commission that jesus has given the commission that jesus has given is for us to go and preach the gospel amen hallelujah of course we need to show the love of christ in action and that comes in many different ways but ultimately it has to result in the preaching of the gospel yes in the early church that was the feeding of the widows the the greek speaking widows were fed the jewish uh, the hebrew speaking widows were fed they were taken care of and paul writes that we need to take care of widows and orphans and and if we don't do that we are really not putting our religion into practice it's important but we that's not the end of it we can assume that doing some social service to people is the greatest and the most ultimate and that is what jesus has commissioned no that's only one part of it or that is only something that would help us to fulfill the great commission but the great commission is about preaching the gospel and bringing people into the saving knowledge of Jesus today we have a whole bunch of christians who are against the preaching of the gospel they say no 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 you should not say anything st augustine or somebody like that said oh preach the gospel but use words if necessary so we don't it's not necessary to use words but that's 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 not the right biblical understanding Yes it's important that we live a witnessing life but it's important that we understand but it's it's about living a witnessing life and also witnessing how will they hear the gospel unless somebody speaks to them read with me in Romans chapter 10 Romans chapter 10 and verse number 14 and 15 how then can they call on the one they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them how will they hear unless the gospel is shared and unless somebody is led to believe in christ and to take that decision to follow jesus in their life how will they know how will they believe and how will they hear unless someone is preaching to them and so there's a responsibility that god has entrusted to every one of us in the midst of all the good things they we do the primary focus or the focus of all our good works our social service our education healthcare whatever we may do feeding of the poor giving to the poor everything we do if you give everything you got in this world and shown all the love but if you have not preached the gospel you have not obeyed the word of god so it's important that we don't stop with one portion in one part of what the bible teaches us to do and today uh, because this is a good way of escape to say that i am doing good ministry you know i am taking care of this i am doing this i am giving that and all of that but people don't open their mouth and talk about jesus and they escape and they assume that oh they're doing a lot of ministry in the name of jesus but they missed out on the core of what they must do amen and what we must do is that we must preach the gospel share that Jesus is lord that Jesus is the way the truth and life and without him no one comes to the father hallelujah it is through his name we are saved there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved by feeding the poor and clothing the poor and by healing you know taking people to a healthcare center and paying for their medical bills and giving them education they will not be saved it is only through the name of jesus people will be saved amen all of what we do should ultimately bring people to jesus amen praise the lord and so i would encourage us to do even more everything that is possible in your capacity 
if you're able to feed the poor feed them if you're able to teach them teach them if you're able to you know take care of them take care of them if you're able to bring healthcare to people if you're able to you know solve people's problems if you're able to bring marriage counseling parenting whatever you can do do it by all means to meet the felt needs of people but ultimately it must bring people to the gospel message amen otherwise all good works done is still unfinished work unless jesus is presented to them and unless they are turned to become followers of jesus if not their soul is never saved amen hallelujah some people would say oh somehow they will come to know jesus in some way god will reveal himself in some way no that's not what the bible says and why did he give us the great commission if somehow by some way in some uh, you know dramatic uh, way somehow god will you know reveal himself then he should be doing that why should we why should the bible talk about preaching the gospel and how do the early apostles the first time disciples who heard the great commission how did they go about fulfilling the great commission they went about place to place preaching the gospel hallelujah they didn't sit there and pray some people will say oh our ministry is only prayer ministry we will not go share about jesus to anybody we will just pray and god will touch people somehow no that's wrong yes it's important we need to pray but we need to pray and preach also amen how will they hear unless it has been told unless it has been preached to them how will they know who jesus is amen that's a responsibility we cannot run away from that responsibility we cannot say that i am been giving a lot of money i have been giving my property i have been giving my place my space and i have been giving do, doing a lot of good things god has called everyone to preach i am compelled and so i am preaching to us a compelling message this morning to preach the gospel hallelujah there's nothing wrong to say that we are compelled to preach <laughs> amen Hallelujah we have a compulsion that comes from within amen and let the word of god also compel us let the lord compel us put in us a compelling thrust into our heart that we may go out and share the gospel god has placed people right around you do you have believers all around your house or do you have people who do not know christ all around your house come on nobody is saying anything Do you have believers or unbelievers? What about the place where you work? Do you have believers or unbelievers around you? If you work in a Christian organization, you may have Christians. But rest of us who work, do you have believers or unbelievers all around you in your workplace? Unbelievers. If you're a student, do you have believers or unbelievers around you? Yes, we have both everywhere. But do you have a greater number of unbelievers around us? Yes. and what are we doing with them what are we doing for them yes it's great to go and see that missions can be done in bihar but missions has to be done here also missions has to be done in every city in this world missions has to be done in every nation in this world god has called us to go out and disciple all nations amen praise the lord the world is our harvest field and the lord of the harvest is looking for laborers will go out and preach the gospel would you begin to do it right where you are right to the person sitting next to you to the person who's driving you if you're hiring a cab to the person sitting next to you if you travel by a bus or a train or in an aeroplane or by ship whatever be it wherever you are you would find people you know there's some statistics that says that there are at least an average of about 13 people that every person meets in a day at least about 13 people there's some rough general average of about 13 people don't we meet so many of them in a day you go to a shop you go to a mall you you look at your neighbors there are people around you you come out of the house there are people who look at you you may say hello they may look at you you may look at them you might cross paths with people so many times in a day you might be buying fish you might be buying chicken you might go to a mutton stall 
you might go to a grocery store you might you definitely have a buying clothes right you go to a supermarket you go to all kinds of places you go to all kinds of places we meet people all the time god has placed before you a harvest field right in front of you and god is calling us to reach out to people hallelujah hallelujah the bible says yet when i preach the gospel i cannot boast for i am compelled to preach there is a compulsion and the bible says in second corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14 for christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and who raised again and was raised again the love of christ compels us if you are in a love relationship with jesus there will be a compelling desire because when you are in a relationship with god you would know his heart and his heartbeat and his heartbeat is to build his church is to build a community of disciples everywhere in your workplace in your office he wants to build a community of disciples in your school in your college he wants to build a community of disciples a church everywhere he wants to set apart people for himself everywhere in your in your neighborhood he he's placed you in that neighborhood he's placed you in that apartment because he wants to build a community of disciples for himself he wants to build his church he's building his church all over the world hallelujah he wants people everywhere to come follow him to be his children for whom he died he laid down his life he gave up all so that you know we can be one and look at that In that same verse chapter 5 and verse 14 we read for for Christ's love compels us because we're convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves this love of Christ is compelling us he gave up all for us and should we not give up all for him so that for those of us who live that we should live no longer for ourselves but for him who died for them and was raised again that we will live for god who died for others we do not live for ourselves hallelujah our one central focus in our life should be preaching of the gospel preaching of the gospel and the saving of souls if not the soul of that person will be lost forever if they are not redeemed in their lifetime in this world that person might be your husband might be your wife might be your child might be your father might be your mother might be your in-laws might be your friends might be your small world with whom you interact day in and day out the people whom you know your neighbors your colleagues your friends where will they go if they die today will their soul not be lost forever and god will hold us accountable if we do not you know fulfill our responsibility and so it's important that the love of christ when you walk with god you would be able to do what he wants you to do when you talk to god about people you will be able to talk to people about god amen hallelujah start talking to god about people start praying to god about people ask god lord give me souls lord give me souls give me souls God will give you souls. God will bring people. God will help you to talk to people. God will give you the courage. God will give you the boldness. You know when the the Sanhedrin and the leaders of the people of Israel when they saw the courage of Peter and John, they f- saw that they had been with Jesus. They had been with Jesus. If you are walking with Jesus, if you are in a love relationship with Jesus, if you are asking Jesus what he wants you to do and if you are asking for him to pour out his heart into your heart and asking him to burden you with the things that burden his heart, you will step out. You cannot be silent. You will have a burden for souls. You will say, I'm going to do something. Whatever I can to the best of my ability, I want to reach out to people and save the lost and the perishing in this world. hallelujah and there are many many ways to do it these days you have all kinds of ways to do it we have so much resources like never before where we can employ them to reaching out to people 
resources of money resources of manpower resources of uh, you know things that we need you know uh, capacities and trainings and all kinds of things that are needed for anything to be accomplished to have everything under the sun you know to do the work of god we lack nothing we we can't say oh i don't have that money or i don't have the capacity i don't have this or that there's access to all kinds of things even inside this place we have so many people who are talented who are gifted who are, have the grace who have so much capacity knowledge experience of god knowledge of the word of god capacity to you know do things while we come together and begin to function together god will use us and touch many lives through us hallelujah let the love of christ let the love for jesus compel us when you are filled with the love of jesus and that is poured out into our hearts by the holy spirit and by that you will step out into this world look at romans chapter 5 and verse number 5 and hope does not disappoint us because god has poured out his love into our hearts by the holy spirit whom he has given us god has poured out into our hearts his love by the holy spirit god has poured out his love into our hearts by the holy spirit when you have received the holy spirit when you are filled with the love of god that love of christ will compel you not to live for yourself but to live for others for the christ who died for all hallelujah and so by that we are compelled to preach we are compelled to preach and also look at second corinthians chapter 5 and let's read verses 17 to 20 second corinthians 5 verses 17 to 20 therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old has gone the new has come all this is from god who reconciled us to himself through christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation he has reconciled us to christ and what has he done now he has given us the ministry of reconciliation brother sister you and i have been given this ministry there's a ministry has called us to do and that is a ministry of reconciling people with god restoring the relationship of people with god because when adam and eve sinned man lost that relationship with god sin came in as a wall between man and god and divided that fellowship and the relationship with god and so jesus comes and dies on the cross and pays the penalty for the sins of all mankind and when everyone looks to him and believes in him he will forgive them of their sins and that sin that has been a hindrance between god and man is removed and now we are reconciled to him we have come back into a relationship with him and that is a ministry he wants every one of us to do to call people into a reconciliation with him and that comes by the forgiveness of sins through his name when put people put their faith in him let's read through from verse 19 that god was reconciling you see he has given us the ministry of reconciliation what is that ministry of like reconciliation what does it look like verse 19 that god was reconciling the world to himself in christ not counting men's sins against them and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation we are therefore who are we Verse 20, what does it say? Christ's ambassadors. We have the ambassador of the United States of America in Chennai, in India, representing America to India. You have the, um, the ambassador of India representing India in, to America or to any nation. You have an ambassador who represents a whole nation, who speaks for a whole nation. who conveys a message of that nation of the leadership of the nation who conveys the policy who executes the policy of that nation in another nation who represents that nation another nation that's who we are that's who god has called you to be to represent him to represent heaven to represent what he has done to be his spokesman to be his spokeswoman to speak for him to do what he wants us to do and what has he wanted us to do not to do something and anything today people do something and anything and everything and think that they are serving god but there is a specific task 
not anything and everything is just ministry there's something a specific ministry is given the ministry of reconciliation ultimately all works should lead to this ministry of reconciliation of reconciling people to god there's a division between them and god sin has in their life and they need to be forgiven of their sins through christ and they need to be reconciled to jesus and this message and this work of bringing forth reconciliation has been given to you let me just let me just give you an example uh steven paul please come forward face each other right here come on the stage come quickly face each other and you hold you hold his hair go ahead no 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 not just gentle touch not praying for him as if you are in a fight if you are in a fight what would you do hold like that no matter it won't hurt much hold him yeah and you hold his collar if you're in a fight you wouldn't smile come on act as if you would you're in a fight show all your anger on stephen they're in a fight but what i am going to do is bring about reconciliation to them taking off their hands and moving them and helping them to shake hands with each other and say hey now they're becoming friends now get them to hug each other love one another that's a message of reconciliation that's the ministry you got to be doing thank you guys we are against each other the bible says that we are enemies of god while we are enemies of god christ died for us christ came for us and we are we the people in this world who are living in sin are opposed to god and and are not pleasing god and and they are under the wrath of god but if they are reconciled to god their sins will be forgiven and the wrath of god would leave them and they will, the grace and the mercy of god will come to them you and i can be a channel of bringing god's grace and mercy and forgiveness and god's love and transformation in so many people's lives if only we will begin to speak to people about jesus hallelujah he's given us the message of reconciliation he's given us the ministry of reconciliation we are compelled to do this the love of christ compels us to do this this is what we are called to do at the heart at the core of everything we do we ought to be doing this quickly come back to the text we read let me close quickly first corinthians in chapter number 5 sorry chapter number 9 we read and verses 15 to 17 we read we're going to re- look at verse number uh, 16 the latter part woe to me if i do not preach the gospel Paul the apostle knew this was an explicit command a commission that was given you read that in Matthew 28 was 19 and 20 Jesus commissions his disciples and he says go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to observe everything i have commanded you it's a commission it's a command that he has given there is no choice whether we can do it or not everyone is called to do that go and make disciples of all nations it's a command also you read the same thing in mark's gospel chapter 16 verses 15 to 18 he said to them go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation everybody we're called to speak to everyone whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned will be condemned Some people assume that God is such a loving God, he will not send everybody to hell. No, he is such a loving father, heavenly father. He was not such a, you know, harsh, cruel God. That is a kind of God that you see in the Old Testament, in the New Testament he is such a loving, gracious God. He will not send people to hell. He has already saved everybody, just that they need to just come to an awareness about it. But ultimately, you know, everybody will be saved. You know, somehow God will not send people to hell fire. you know that's too too cruel of you know about talking about who god is that's a false teaching that is called universalism that everybody is automatically saved you know god wants people to believe in him if they don't believe in him they will be condemned however good they are however good how many ever good works they have done to the world they they would have even probably got a nobel peace prize 
they could be one of the greatest you know people who have ever done great good works and even risked their lives to save somebody else's life maybe they jumped into the middle of the ocean and rescued somebody they probably even gave up their own life you know when they went to rescue someone's life but that will not take them into eternal life it's only believing in the name of jesus hallelujah truth by definition is exclusive jesus is the way the truth and the life there is no other way no other name no other good works nothing will save the life or the soul of a person amen hallelujah and so do you recognize this morning how important it is to preach the gospel woe unto me if i do not preach the gospel there is a command there is a commission that has been given don't think that you can do some other things to substitute doing this no everyone has his responsibility don't say i am not called for this i'm just called to work with some you know uh some things and here and there and some other things and this is my gifting this is my calling yes each one is gifted in a certain unique way that's right probably not everybody has a capacity to be a preacher a preacher preacher type not everybody is probably has a capacity to sing and to play music not probably not everybody has a capacity to do a lot of you know work in some difficult places to go into some very uh, you know tough challenging situations maybe some are called some have that grace some have that gifting but everybody is called to preach the gospel hallelujah it might be service it might be um, you know so many different things you find that in romans chapter um let me read that for you different different gifts god has given to the body of christ and we all must function together in chapter number 12 romans 12 chapter 12 uh, uh, chapter 12 and verse number um 5 and 6 4 5 and 6 just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function So in Christ we are who we who are many form one body and each member belongs to all of the others we have different gifts according to the grace given us if a man's gift is prophesying let him use it in proportion to his faith if it is serving let him serve if it is teaching let him teach if it is encouraging let him encourage if it is contributing to the needs of others let him give generously if it is leadership let him govern diligently if it is showing mercy let him do it cheerfully yes each one has a function within the body of Christ but the common responsibility that everyone has every disciple of christ has is to preach the gospel and to reconcile people to god hallelujah that is not for a selected few that is for everybody and if we are, don't do that woe unto us woe unto us and how will people believe if they are not told also read in romans chapter 10 and verse 17 10 17 consequently faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of christ the message of the gospel is heard through the word of god the word of god the truth of god's word must be presented to people and then come back to 1st corinthians chapter 9 1st corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 17 If I preach voluntarily I have a reward. If not voluntarily I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. If I do it voluntarily do I do have a reward. But if I'm not doing it voluntarily I'm still simply discharging my duty. It's a duty that has fallen on us. I'm discharging the trust that has been committed to me. you might not always find support from people you might not always find encouragement from people you might not always have somebody cheering you for what you're doing you might not always find motivation and somebody else coming alongside and motivating you and uplifting your spirit and saying come on get excited do this come on let's do it you might not have it whatever be the situation you might not have conducive situations so that you might easily preach the gospel paul writing to timothy he says preach the gospel in season and out of season be ready at all times do the work of an evangelist 
well paul had commissioned timothy to actually go and take care of the church at ephesus he's writing and saying do the work of an evangelist you know that is a common task everyone has it's to bring people to god is to reconcile people with god is to preach the gospel whatever be the area of gifting even though we function as a pastor in the area of calling that god is gifting that god has given us you know as a gift to his body to shepherd his people to teach equip his saints for the works of ministry we still preach the gospel and reach the lost that is the primary calling that we have hallelujah I cannot say that I am not called to preach the gospel and win the lost. I am just here to get up on a Sunday morning and preach to believers. No. Doing the work of an evangelist is a calling that is a responsibility, that is a duty that has fallen on everyone. And so, there, there, there will be times when you may not feel motivated, you may not feel excited, you may not have anyone come alongside and excite you, but you are called to do it voluntarily. willingly with a willing spirit you may not fi- find conducive situations you may you know we can't give excuse and say oh i don't have opportunity somebody has to give me an opportunity well you don't have an opportunity you need to find one and let me tell you the good news that there is one big opportunity for you for every one of us that's the whole world <laughs> and so we can't say i don't have an opportunity to preach the gospel as long as you have somebody who has yet not come to know christ you still have an opportunity amen are you with me this morning until you have left behind with one person who is still not accepted jesus in this world you still have an opportunity you still have a, 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 the, the the responsibility of doing the task of reaching people with the gospel second timothy chapter 4 in verse 14 paul the apostle says he was not preaching the gospel in a very conducive situation people are not just calling him inviting him to his to their house and saying come preach to us look at what he's saying in first timothy chapter 4 and verse 14 alexander the metal worker did me a great deal of harm the lord will repay me repay him for what he has done Verse 15 you too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed our message in the midst of strong opposition to the message he's preaching the gospel and he says in verse 16 at my first defense no one came to to my support but everyone deserted me uh-huh on one side there is opposition to whoever he wants to go and preach the gospel alexander the metal worker is doing a great deal of harm and opposing the message not accepting harming threatening causing danger and also those along with paul his own circle his missionary team is also not with him no one standing for his defense and look at what it says there you know everyone deserted me so there's no no one cheering him no one motivating him knowing no one standing with him and saying oh don't worry paul even though there is opposition we are there we are praying for you we are standing by you we are contributing to you we are with you heart soul and mind even if you have to die we will die for you nobody standing with him nobody defending nobody raising their voice and saying come on how can you do this against us nobody coming to his defense nobody going you know in this in the uh, in the place of paul nobody going and giving a police complaint and registering an fir for him nobody contacting a minister and saying you know very unfairly our friend is being persecuted please help and give some support and protection for him nobody fighting for him nobody speaking up for him nobody standing with him nobody encouraging him nobody helping him nobody with him everyone deserted me is volunteering and he says voluntarily but the lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the gentiles might hear it hallelujah hallelujah somebody say hallelujah hallelujah praise the lord no one but voluntarily 
going out and preaching the gospel so don't look for somebody to come and you know pat your back nobody to come and scratch your back you know and say come on do it preach the gospel preach the gospel nobody to don't wait for someone to come and say come on this is the person whom you need to talk to don't wait for any angel from heaven and to come and tell you that don't wait for any prophet to come and prophesy and say this is the one, what this is what you are called to do this is what you must start doing the bible has already given you instruction of what you must do just start doing it hallelujah hallelujah nobody told me when i was 17 years old or going on the way from nungambakam to tamram in an electric train to stand up and preach the gospel to those people in the train nobody told me to do that if you love jesus you will spontaneously preach the gospel hallelujah hallelujah praise the lord what are we doing with our lives every day passing by without we sharing the gospel to someone just simply is a golden opportunity that is lost which we will never be able to get back every day that passes by without sharing the gospel to someone is a golden opportunity that is lost forever every person you met with whom you had the opportunity to share the gospel but we missed is a ch- golden chance of redeeming them from sin and snatching them from the fire which probably was lost forever i'm not just trying to put some guilt on us this morning but i want to challenge us through the authority of god's word that we will respond to the instruction of of god's word that god has called us to serve him god has called to proclaim the gospel to win the lost but what is happening today in this world is the god of this age has blinded the eyes of people we need to pray that god will open the eyes of the understanding of people that they will see the glory of the gospel and accept him as their personal savior while we keep praying we also keep proclaiming prayer and proclamation has to go together amen hallelujah prayer and proclamation of the gospel has to go together and when you do that god will give you souls in abundance hallelujah god will give you many souls God will give you many souls.